The music was playing and I could just tell her feeling just completely changed with the music. And I even calmed down. I was like, wow, okay. Hi, I'm Bobby, a certified caregiving consultant and educator, and I was a caregiver for my father-in-law, Roger, for seven years. I now work one-on-one with caregivers to help them find solutions to the often confusing and sometimes difficult behaviors that come with a dementia diagnosis. And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Our goal is to focus on the caregiver, offer some practical insights, and share some emotional support. And maybe, just maybe, we'll share a laugh or two because we all know laughter's the best medicine. And don't forget the wine, Mike. Nope, I sure won't forget your wine. (laughs) I appreciate that. You know, when we became caregivers for my dad and we were thrust into that with the passing of my mother, we had no idea how difficult caring for him would be. And the trials and the tribulations uh, came as, uh, well, pretty much a massive surprise to us. It absolutely did. I remember saying, you know, there'll be some difficult days, but we've got this. And that's one of the reasons why we do that podcast, because people coming into the caregiving world very often are in the same position. They don't understand exactly what it is and, and how it's going to be. And we also want to share some of the successes that caregivers have and what we've learned along the way. And we've said many times, we always learn from our guests. And that brings us to today's guest, who, like many of us, never expected to be a caregiver. When it was clear her mother needed care, it turned her and her family's lives upside down. Her mother was her support and helped her raise three sons and was very strong and self-sufficient. Lily, along with her husband, younger brother, and his wife, brother's children, and a daycare center, came together to provide the care her mother deserved. We are pleased to welcome Lily Hernandez. Lily, thank you so much for being with us and being willing to share your family's story. Thank you for the invite. (laughs) I'm glad to be here. I usually start off by asking people about their caregiving experience. And, you know, with three sons and a mother to take care of, you definitely have your hands full and part of the what we call the sandwich generation. Right. So when did you first notice that um, things were changing for your mom? We noticed them several years ago. Um, I think she knew we, before we did. Her mother also suffered dementia. Um she just didn't suffer it as long. So I guess at some point, you know, we thought if she did get it, it would probably be, you know, just something that an onset of it, and then it would last a few years and then, you know, all the inevitable. But we thought it was like so much further down the line than it is now. And she started showing symptoms very early on. Um, They just didn't get severe until the past two years. So it's been maybe about five, six years mm-hmm. since we started noticing. When you say early on, I'm not sure what you meant by that. You mean early on in her life as in early onset or the symptoms? Early on meaning when we first started noticing the symptoms, which was maybe about five, six years ago. Okay. And what symptoms did you first see? She was. She's a great cook. <laughs> and 
I mean, you would know um, her dishes. You just They just had a taste. <laughs> <laughs> so every once in a while, she would be cooking, and she would be like, oh, I forgot to add this, and I forgot to add that. And, I mean, we all forget things here and there, but it just became more often, and it became more ingredients, and it became more of what was I supposed to cook today? Um, just little little things like that. I think that's why I noticed it more in her cooking. Hmm. Well, that's a big change for everybody because we all know how much we like mom's yes, cooking. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially if mom's a good cook. Oh my God, amazing. <laughs> you say your life got turned upside down overnight. And Bobby and I understand that. And probably some of our listeners understand. But that means different things to different people. Could you explain how your life was turned upside down? So she was the one that would take care of my boys. She helped mm-hmm. me raise them, you know, from the day they were born up until, up until now she still tries to raise them. <laughs> they're in their, you know, they're pretty old now, but she's still trying. Um, but it got turned down upside down because my dad was living with her at the time. And um, he suffered a stroke and we ended up, I ended up being his caregiver for some time till he recovered. And my brother was pretty much just like the handyman. He yeah, he didn't really do a lot of the caregiving for my father. Well, he got tested at um at a nursing, I guess it's a skilled facility. And they said that the doctor would not diagnose him with dementia, but mm-hmm. that he was not all there. And um, that brought on a lot of problems because as my mom was, you know, my support, so was my father. And he ended up doing a lot of things that were, you know, not right. He wouldn't let us see her. He started giving her medications that weren't right, you know, almost to the level of abuse. So not only did we have to make sure he wasn't hurting her, but we had to start taking care of her. And taking care of her was where, you know, it got turned up upside down because I didn't know how much care she needed because we weren't able to see her due to him not letting us be with her. So the first day I realized um, she couldn't change herself. I think on the second day I realized she couldn't shower herself. And I just, I didn't realize just how much all of a sudden she she needed to be done for her. Yeah, so she really needed 24-hour yes. care, as it happens with with so many people. And I have to wonder if dad had some vascular damage from that stroke that affected his brain as well and didn't necessarily have to be a diagnosis of dementia to be cognitively impaired. Right. And the skilled facility, facility wouldn't diagnose because they weren't his primary care provider. Mm-hmm. So they said I'm, it's borderline, so it's too borderline to diagnose, but they did believe something was there. And of course, being my father, being my father, <laughs> um, he would not go to the doctor and follow follow up on, you know, the diagnosis he did receive. And I, I honestly believe he's in extreme denial, even to this day. And how is he? Not good. Not yeah. good. Um, after his stroke, he suffered, um, he got hit with COVID. Oh, oh boy. Mm-hmm. And he got, well... <laughs> he went on a ventilator and survived that. Then he had an infection and survived that. And then he had ruptured lung and survived that. So he's been um he's been hanging on. 
No, Dad is one tough guy, I'm telling you. Yes, he is, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he's he's no longer here at the home. He chose not to be, um, but he's hanging on. He's hanging on. <laughs> so he's in a care facility. Uh, no, he's with a, a caretaker that he chose to be with instead of his family, and she's the one taking over. There's a whole other issue there, but, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he, he's being cared for for her by her. So your family life got turned upside down. And it's one of those things that, again, people are new that coming into this don't understand that dementia and cognitive impairment affects the entire family. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that was mentioned briefly was the shower success. Can you talk to us about the shower success? Oh, my God. So my mother... She was. A, she is a very proper lady. She matches her shoes with her purse. She matches her sweaters with her outfits. Her hair is very put together. There's not one hair out of place. Her makeup was very light. She's just a very well taken care of. I mean, she would take very good care of herself. So for her not to shower, you know, I, I know that wasn't my mother, and I know that she w- she would not be okay with that. But she was very scared of the shower head for whatever reason. And um, the just her having to close her eyes and letting the water hit her, it would just terrify her. And she wanted me to, you know, at least have my arm inside the shower when she was taking the shower. And it was tiring. And it was weird, I guess, sometimes, because I, I never imagined my mom being that way. But then um, it became even more... Um, of a struggle to get her to take a shower. I think because she kind of knew. She had not necessarily had um, memories of it, but just that feeling that it wasn't a pleasant experience. So it was a good two hours of, you know, hey, mom, let's take a shower. Uh, not right now. Hey, mom, will you need to take a shower? You know, there's a little bit of smell there. I'll put a little bit of deodorant. So we had to figure out what what of all the things that we would let her know would bother her enough to get her to take a shower? So we would tell her, oh, you're going to a doctor tomorrow. You're going to have to take your clothes off. You know, we need you to, to shower. Uh, it's okay. They know elderly people. She had an excuse for everything. <laughs> She's pretty smart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we kind of, you know, we had to figure out which one bothered her that day and that, that would be the one to get her into the shower. So one day, it was a hard day for me. It was. Um, a long day and it was just tiring, but she needed a shower. And I just remembered, you know what? Um, I don't want to give her my kind of day because I did notice that they do get a lot of vibe off of us. You know, like if I'm in a bad mood, I think it kind of, she knows. Not only am I her daughter, but I think the vibe that we put out. Mm-hmm. So I was just, yeah. So I was like, I'm having a, a bad day. And I just didn't want to bring that to her, but I also needed to calm myself down. So I put on music on my cell phone and I put on her music just so we could both have some, you know, some sort of, you know, together, you know, I get music, but it's her kind of music. Mm -hmm. I like any kind of music anyways. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my time. I started to shower her early just to not rush her, just to just do things on her pace. And I could also be calm. So I laid out her bathrobe. I laid out the clothes she was going to wear on her bed. And I showed it to her. I'm like, hey, mom, look, everything's ready for your shower. 
you know, whenever you're ready, we'll get you in there. The music was playing and I could just tell her feeling just completely changed with the music. And I even calmed down. I was like, wow, okay. You know, I needed my mama. <laughs> so um, I turned on the, the shower for her before. Normally I would wait till we were both in the shower and I would turn it on for her. And I could tell, you know, she wasn't doing well with hearing the shower already getting turned on. And then I guess when the shower head hits the tub, it's just like a, a sudden splash, you know, initially. And I didn't want her to hear that. So I just, I turned on the shower. I came to her room and I got her and I told her, Hey, your, your shower is waiting for you. So it was a nice hot shower. So the shower, the shower, the bathroom was steaming. Mm-hmm. So it kind of looked a little bit like a spa. And I was like, Hey, it's kind of invading in here. <laughs> so I took my phone in there and I continued with the music and she didn't have an excuse not to take a shower and I was waiting for it and she didn't give me one and I was like okay mom you know it's time for the shower and she started taking off her blouse and I'm like "Mm, we could do this (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like okay so then I bent down I untied her shoes she didn't say anything I was like okay I took off the other shoe and I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And I'm thinking, I've had such a bad day. This cannot be going this well for me. Like I'm waiting for the rest of the bad day to continue. <laughs> and she stands up and I take off her pants and I'm, I'm like, she's not arguing. <laughs> so anyways, we get her in the shower, no problem, no excuses. And I remember I had a knot in my throat because I wanted to cry of how easy that was. And it was just like, I, I, I told God, thank you. I needed, I needed a win today. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was just getting her into the shower was just a huge win. So she surprised me. She's in the shower and, you know, I'm sticking my hand in there just to make sure she knows I'm there. And she's all like, you can sit down. I can shower myself. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I sit down and I, I, you know, on the side of the, of the, of the shower, just letting her know I'm there. And she starts singing, like not not the whole words, but humming mm-hmm. and just singing and going along with the music. And I'm just like, oh, my God, what is going on? And usually I have to, as much as I had to coax her into the shower, I had to coax her out. Because <laughs> she would be like, I haven't washed my face. I'm like, Mom, you've done it three times. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm going to do it one more time. And she would. Again, she would start scrubbing again and just doing things more than once. And normally I'm just like, mom, you already did that. Well, I'm going to do it again. Because she wouldn't believe me that she had already <laughs> done that. Well, that day, you know, I'm waiting and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let her take her, her take her time. If she wants to scrub 20 times, she's going to scrub 20 times. So I sit down and I just wait. And to my surprise, about maybe 30 minutes later, she's like, I'm done. And I'm like, what? What is going on? The music. The music. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I'm still playing the music. I get her out of the shower, and normally she's a little scared, you know, to, to get out of the tub. We're working on getting her a chair you know, to get her in and out of, the, out of the tub. And, no, she gets out of there. She's not shaking the way she normally does. She's still happy. She's smiling. And she was like, that was a good shower. And I'm like, you have no kidding for both of us. <laughs> so finally I get her, you know, I bring the music and I put her bathrobe on and I put her clothes on. And I mean, we, we get it done. We get it done. 
Well, what you had going on there was a serendipitous mixture of some wonderful things, including the music. And I'm sure that Mike's going to want to talk to you about that. But when you mentioned her being fearful in when you first started talking about this, what we have learned is people with dementia can't, they don't see the water. It's clear and they don't understand what it is that's hitting them. Oh, And so that makes them scared. And then the actual water hitting them, you know, what, what is that? What's, what's hitting me on my body, which causes anxiety, which, which is another reason why they don't want wow. to, to be in the shower. But the combination of things that you did with putting on the music to calm yourself, which calmed you and calmed her, yeah. and then having that water running and creating that additional warmth in the room also helped. Because a lot of times, even though we don't think about it, the bathroom, it echoes. So there's strange noises in there. And it has a tendency to be a little bit cold, especially to somebody whose body is sensitive, like when somebody has a dementia. So all of these things you did came together to create a beautiful experience for both of you. And how wise of you to let her continue washing herself as long as she wanted to. Probably had a calming effect on you, too. Absolutely. (laughs) Once you gave into it, you could ah, take that breath. But one of the things that we found with music, and especially music, not the music for you, but the music of her era, the music that meant something to her. Like for me, it's all about the Beatles. Right? So (laughs) you you put on anything Beatles, and I'll probably be in seventh heaven if this type of brain disease gets to me. But because it meant something to her, it brought her back to a time because I don't know if you're aware or not, but the the dementias go from the outside in. And so the earlier memory, they, they start hampering the brain from the outside in, and in the center is where all the early memories are. So once you can reach in and tap into that, that's where you have the successes and you'll have her come up, right? If, if she's down, it'll bring her up. Yes. Or if she's agitated, that will calm her down. The same song sometimes. I did notice that, yes. <laughs> so, you know, we found that. And there's a, a wonderful um, video out there called Alive Inside, and it talks specifically to that. It's inside the brain, not at the outside. My, my mother doesn't know who I am. Well, your mom is back in time thinking of you when you were 12, not 28 like you are now. So she doesn't recognize 28-year-old you. She remembers 12-year-old you. And so you have to go there because she can't, or he can't, in the case of a father, come here. But what you did, it's one of those, as Bobby said, serendipitous things that all the stars aligned and the planets were there and the clouds open and wah, the trumpet sounded. <laughs> and that's just a beautiful thing. But music has a way to do that. And that's one of the fascinating things about music. And also listening to you today, you're educating our listeners. And this podcast is heard in several countries. So we don't know how many people you have educated today and taught them about 
the shower success story? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Mike, thank you for the 28. <laughs> 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 but yes, I mean, I do realize I the music that I played for her, I've tried different, but she likes this, uh, one particular album. And that's the one that does the trick every time. And I wanted to introduce variety to her by playing other music that she likes. Mm -hmm. But that one just seems to do the trick. So I'm not going to fix something that's not broken. <laughs> so I think I know all the lyrics and all the songs to this album, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> Thank you so much for this story. It was fascinating. and just reaffirms that music is life. It is. It absolutely is. <laughs> one more thing we want to touch base with. You mentioned you have a lot of family support and your family members pulled together to help you out. And that's not always the case. Sometimes, unfortunately, families are fractured. You have a very supportive, caring family. And I, I think maybe some of it is cultural. The, the story behind us is that it's been a rough upbringing with my father, culturally-wise, of course. It has been just because he's that macho Mexican that women stay at home and men go to work. And, you know, we're like not in that century anymore, but I don't think he ever realized that. <laughs> you know, so my mom was always a protector, a, a guider. She just, the way she raised us was, you know, he's a tough man, but it's tough love. So she always taught us to see the best in everything and anything, even in bad situations. She would tell us, hey, you know what? You came out of it okay. And you learned something. So she just had this way of just turning things around. So I think when it came her turn, you know, that things got tough for her, we had to turn it around for her. Mm. And I think we just realized we have to make the best of this, you know. And initially, I'm not going to lie, it, it, it is hard. It's very draining, you know, but just her smile, you saw her smile this morning, you know, that smile is everything, you know, because she used to make us smile like that. And I, every time she smiles like that, I know I'm turning it around for her, the way she would turn it around for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and she did that for all four of us. It's two brothers and two sisters. And they, my sister lives in New York and my brother lives in Oregon. So we're in opposite ends. And they're just as far away as they are, you know, to them, they still think about her and take care of her the way they are. They, you know, they send financial support. They call her, they spend their their um vacations here so that's how they support and my younger brother also that was her baby so that's a given <laughs> <laughs> so he's i mean he's here even on my days you know because we the way we take care of is we alternate he takes care from wednesday to wednesday and i take care of her the following wednesday to the following wednesday so even on my days you know when it's my week He's still here checking up on her, making sure everything. I mean, you saw him this morning. Yeah. You know, he just came to, to say hi and just check on her and just make sure she was okay. And I was like, oh, my God, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's just, it's it's great. I think we've, we've been very blessed with each other. But I think more with a mother that taught us, you know, that togetherness, that make the best out of a bad situation and, you know, come out on top of it. And I think we're doing, we're doing our best to do that. Well, I think... Another part of the success was how many times she kisses you before she gets ready to leave for the day. Yes, yeah. she forgets that she kisses me. So she'll kiss me five, six times before she leaves. And I'm like, I'll take That's it. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Lily, it was wonderful having you. 
you made my heart feel good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I felt good talking about it. Not a lot of people are ready to listen, you know, about dementia and, you know, the good or the bad of, about it. You know, it kind of bores them. It's not in their life, so they're not as aware of it, you know? Right. So thank you so much for agreeing to be on. And when your mom gets home, give her a kiss for us. <laughs> I will. Thank you for having me. It's been great. You're so thank welcome. You. And thank you. Well, one of the things that I noted uh, was our mood affects their mood. Yes. And calm ourselves before we expect them to become calm. And one of the things that unfortunately happens sometimes is when somebody with dementia gets out of sorts, then we get out of sorts, which makes them become more out of sorts, which makes us, and it just escalates. So whether it's taking several deep breaths or putting on some music or just walking away for, you know, it's important for the caregiver to do what they can to calm themselves. And one of the things that I took away, you know, we've talked many times about all the different issues that my dad had and how he just survived and survived and overcame and survived. And her dad, the same thing, one issue after another after another, and basically, he just said, no, you're not going to get me. <laughs> not it yet. <laughs> and, and I saw that correlation between her dad and my dad. And that struck me. Yeah, we're all part of the same family. And I'm glad to have Lily in ours now. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you can find more information about Lily on our show website at rogerthat.show. This is Roger That. And I'm Bobby. And I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Bobby and I would like to hear from you, answer any questions you might have, or just find out how you're doing. Please connect with us on the Roger That Facebook and Twitter pages. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that dot show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company.